Right. Welcome back, everyone. TBI, Carl Donnelly. Julian Dean. Um, this Hi. episode is another, we just we did two this week. We've got loads of time in a minute, isn't it? We thought, let's just chuck Double drop, TBI Friday, mate. TBI Fridays. Um, we were joined uh, by Essex boy, comedian. Um, he's not about, well, I didn't mean boy, but I separated Essex and boy there, which made it sound like it was two separate things. I mean, like Essex boy, you know what he's, I mean? In, he's from Essex and he's a boy. <laughs> he's a child. We've got a child. No, uh, he's, um, he's com- all man. Comedy promoter, uh, radio DJ, uh, Ross McGrain. He's a good, he's a good egg, mate. We have a good he's laugh. He's an all round good egg. We chat all sorts, parenthood stuff, you know, just general. We have quite a funny chat about, because he obviously as a promoter he sees a lot of new comedians and we t- we have quite a fun chat about uh, our views on uh, on new acts what it's like to be an open spot essentially also should we give him a little disclaimer or a little trigger warning little trigger warning yeah you know basically for some reason towards the end we got into a slightly longer conversation about abortion than we we meant <laughs> it was we didn't mean i don't even know i, hope I didn't up. come across like i had a strong view on it either i think I you came across like a american evangelical christian <laughs> <laughs> no you didn't basically for some i was reason, just kind of i was just kind of like thinking aloud with it i had yeah, i've Julian not formed anything on it and asks just out of the blue asks one of the hardest questions to answer that you can ever be asked <laughs> while recording a podcast and we just have a little chat about it and it's um you know it's very uh we we uh we well, i think we burst the seriousness of it with some badly timed jokes as we always do yeah. But, you know, it was uh, just in case it's something you might be a little sensitive about, you know, maybe skip it when you get there. But otherwise, when you get there, just forward it. Yeah. But I think it's all pretty palatable. I think it is. We didn't say anything bad. We just. Ocean fans will love it, obviously. Oh, they will absolutely love it. But um, I think if anything, we highlight just how how tricky a topic it is <laughs> so, we made go. it trickier i think we've made it managed to probably now make people really excited about what they're about to hear uh, <laughs> but thanks to all our patrons for signing up patreon.com forward slash we are tvi extra episodes uh bonus material um going forward there's going to be a little extra snippet from the uh that with our guests that isn't in the actual episode just a little tag on at the end Anything else? A little extra it. 15 minutes for patrons. Yeah, man. Be nice, wouldn't it? That will be nice. Um treat. But other than that, just... Obviously, you... thanks. Thank you, everybody, just for listening as well. Oh, it's yeah. nice, isn't it? You get you get all the stuff, mate. That We didn't snip the abortion chat out and put it on Patreon, mate. No, <laughs> we, mate. We, say, we gave it to it's you straight for into... free. <laughs> <laughs> right. Enjoy us chatting to Ross McGrain. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Hey, 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 everyone. Hey, guys, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. TVI, Carl Donnelly here, and Julian Dean, and here. guest all the way from Essex, Deep South Dark. End. Deep, dark Essex. Deepest, darkest bandit country, South yes. End on Sea. Ross McGrain, everyone. Ross McGrain. Um, how is South End? South End's all right, isn't it? It's South End is one of them places that 
I grew up thinking, what a shithole. <laughs> and then no but if you're from and london you stayed you, as an adult you, thinking <laughs> really. now, and since i've become an adult it's just been confirmed to me um no it's one of the places where i think uh when you grow up in london any that surround the surrounding belt of essex kent and all that everyone assumes like ah oh, shit or oh, like we're the city and actually as you age you suddenly go oh it'd be nice to be by the seaside do you know what i mean it's, get a little beach hut on the yeah you start sort of getting a hut. bit like you, you know, oh, it is actually quite nice out that way i feel like ryan did some donkeys <laughs> well yeah, there's plenty of donkeys about me <laughs> um, i really like south end i i only only became familiar with it over the last few years to be honest i never went there as a kid no i, I used I to go to margate was our place if we went somewhere a lot of people from London moved down here. Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. dad's side of the family are all from the East End of London and, you know, they wanted to get yeah. out by the sea. But I, I, what... I, like, I love it here, man. I think it's uh, we're quite lucky to live by the sea. Oh, it is mostly I... a shithole, but, you know, it looks like Miami Beach if you're well, that thing you can, I always think, you know, <laughs> a shithole is much easier to take if you can see a nice bit of nature. Do you know what I mean? Like Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say a nice bit of nakedness. <laughs> a nice bit of <laughs> grunt. No, um, <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I mean, nice if, if you live skin. at a sh- <laughs> bit, of, if you live in a shithole at the bottom of a mountain, yeah, it's always that thing of look up and it's nice, isn't it? But by yeah, the sea, yeah, yeah. I mean, Southend's not, but Southend's all right, isn't it? Like, there's nice parts. I've got mates who live on Leon Sea. That's lovely. Yeah, that you know, Leon Sea. It's, it's, it's very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm into it these days. It's I a bit like Brighton there. now, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a, it's a good area. I, my kids really like that theme park there. Adventure Island, yeah. Was, Adventure uh, Island. I mean, I say my kids <laughs> I should take them, <laughs> but I um, I I like it there. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's is... a good, it's a good, it's a good thing, though, isn't it? It's a good. Um, it's only fucking an hour up the road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think like you know, it's, it's I mean, there's a lot of arcades if you like your two p machines, and uh, I mean, Adventure Island. That's actually owned by the bloke take your who owns Pro Bar. The, the, the... Who owns? Who owns it? Got, I, I do a radio show for Radio Essex. Some poor guy. Our studios are like in Adventure Island, basically, or oh, like okay. just just overlook it, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it, he's got half the seafront, the Sea Life Centre, and all that, and it's, really? it's all right. To be honest, when you live there, you don't really go down there. You know, you go exactly. down there for a walk, but you don't like spend yeah. three grand in the arcades. <laughs> have you been to Black? Have you ever been to Blackpool? Yeah, I feel when I was a kid. Oh, right. See, I didn't, we never did that Blackpool when we were a kid. But I did my last gigs before everything shut down back in when was it? It was uh, February, last weekend of February uh, last year. Before the like before like yeah, that was when coronavirus was just a thing on the news, and we we're like, oh, we'll be fine. And next thing you know, it's <laughs> shut. But um, yeah. it was in Blackpool, and I fucking I loved it. It was a bit. There was a definitely. It's a bit bleak in the sense of. You can tell that it's not doing well economically and that, but the seafront's lovely and you know when the audience nice... are not laughing. Oh, I mean the I think... first night we were there. <laughs> the first night we were there, me and Red Richardson were doing the gig, there was a proper dust up in the gig. <laughs> like all these <laughs> fucking punching each other. It happened at the end of the show. There'd been oh. some, there's been some stuff going on throughout the night between one group who were being dickheads and everyone else hated them. And at the end of the show, they weren't too, they weren't that problematic though. It wasn't like, they were just, I think they were annoying other people in the audience more than they were annoying the comedians. And at the end of the show, well, this, um, basically, I think somebody just said something to the woman from the from a couple who were being a bit noisy and said like, you know, you're, that was out of order there, you should have she kept your mouth shut during the gig. And she tried to get Larry and <laughs> I'm not endorsing this, but somebody called her a fat cunt. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and needless oh. to say, that is so. Apologies for the language, but that it. If somebody, the guy who it was his wife that got called it. That he, cut, oh, bit that cut through everything, didn't it? Just mate, like, he lost his mind. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> even if he, even if he agreed that maybe she was a bit chatty during the show, if somebody calls that, if he calls your life partner that, you've got to a just fat fight. Not many you've avenues got, to, to get out of that. Well, you've so got to fight. You've got to have a fight then. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one can't. allowed to call her that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's his I'd pet say, name. The, the gigs are like if you live down here, like. The gigs, I think, uh, are really good, but they're proper intimidating if you don't sometimes. In I had, South uh, End. Well, the surrounding area, South End, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of just Essex generally, I think. But uh, I had a gig once at, um, in Canvey Island. Have you been at well, Canvey I've never Island? been, actually. Yeah, I've been there. I did a gig there. I think it was there. Was it like a cricket club or something? No, there is a cricket club there. Yeah, you might have Cupid's. Not Cupid's. What's it called? Cupid's cricket. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, there's a Cupid's where, football club. Where love, like, where love thrives. <laughs> but there's this place that's called the Monaco, right? And it was on the seafront. And it's uh, it was above a cinema where you can go and watch a film for like two quid. Okay. The thing you've got to know about Canvey Island is, is that everybody it's knows It's a film everybody. that's on it's, telly, though. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's basically it's Channel 5's <laughs> on. Yeah, film 4 with all the yeah, adverts yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's you know, like the like that you get in a small village where like yeah, if you go yeah. in the pub, everyone knows everyone. It's that, but obviously it's, it's an island. And um, we, do you know, you know, Justin Panks, the comedian Justin Panks? Yeah, 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 he's a good guy, yeah. He was closing the bill that night. And, and this was like, it was it was a nice, it, it depends on what, what you regard a nice, it was rowdy as fuck because they would chip in with, with everything. Yeah. But it was all about the comedy, you know? So like the laughs were massive, but it was just, yeah, 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 yeah. you had to kind of like play it a little bit. And um, there was this woman at the back that had been a little bit heckly, but she just sounded either, you know, hammered or just not well. She was like, you couldn't really <laughs> understand what she was saying, right? <laughs> So she's got to be careful, haven't you? When oh, dealing man. With it. Yeah. And it's like, who's you know, making that noise? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. And then just move on drastically, right? Well, rapidly. But then J Justin was on and um, he was doing a gag and she shouted something out. And he was like, what'd you just say? And she shouted it out again. And he's gone, look, put your teeth back in and I might be able to hear you. And it was met with just this oh, like God. complete silence, oh. right? And he was doing really well. Like he was up to like, the, it was like 17 minutes into a 20 and he'd been storming it, right? Oh, and that God. happened. And then he just like, it just got really hostile when he was like, well, I think that's the end of that gig. Put the mic in, went, st went straight out the door. And the, the, the blokes, the woman's wife or whatever it was, brother, wife, same thing, right? Come up to me at the end of it. He's like, well, where's Justin? I want to have a word with him. I was like, why? He's oh, like, well, shit. I just think, you know, funny's funny, but she ain't got no teeth, mate. It just takes the piss, doesn't it? So she had no teeth. <laughs> That is rude, isn't it? Surrendous. That's always the danger, I think, of them gigs when you're in a really small town. Yeah, you know, where, where you say like when everyone knows each other. Yeah, you know, as a comic, you're on their turf. It's rare. Normally, it's a group of individuals who don't know each other watching you. You're the yeah, thing that yeah. binds it all together. But sometimes you do them small town gigs where you don't bind it together. They're already bound. So you're actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're on enemy you're turf almost. You're outside the bound. Totally. And, like, you yeah. can, if you play it on, if you play with them and you get involved, they'll welcome you in. You'll have the best gig you'll ever have because they'll be like, oh, it's lovely. We like it. And so the moment you get the endorsement of a few You're their them, new pet or something. Like, well, they love you, innit? So that's how they, you can have some of the best gigs in those gigs. But 
if you just to say one thing wrong to the wrong person, it's game just turns over, into man. Wicker Man. It, straight it all away. starts yeah. like they all start the gig by, <laughs> by telling you who they just on fire in a fucking barn. <laughs> Suddenly they're carrying you to a fucking <laughs> big man made of straw on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all come up to you at the beginning of the gig though and tell you who they want you to lay but into. That is, I hate up. that is one thing. I, I, don't I know. Yeah, I get it. They just they they just want their friend to get embarrassed, but. At that thing of like, you picked the wrong person. Though, my mate's birthday, can you fucking ruin him? And I was like, <laughs> no, he's come out here for his birthday. I'm gonna try. Talking of birthdays, nice... it's um, Carl's birthday it today. It is my birthday today. Is it? Just thought it I'd is. tell yeah, the uh, yeah. listeners. Happy but, birthday, um, Carl. Cheers, mate. I don't really, I don't like to make a big deal of it. Uh, sort of, I've said in Julian before. I don't put it online anywhere. It's not on Facebook. I'd sort of, I like to try and keep it as low profile as possible. And then just people have found out, so I've been getting messages. I don't mind. I get messages from like friends who've known me for years, but I try and keep a lid on it. And now you've basically manifested a nationwide me. lockdown so that people underplay your birthday. Basically, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was. I've never. I all my whole life, and I blame my parents. My parents basically. Well, my parents never made a big deal of it, so I just got used to that really. So I like. I just. I think I just learned to not really give a shit about them. But Hannah's always sure. trying to make me fucking love them, and I. I I've come round a bit. I don't mind them anymore. I don't sort of resent it, but you know, it's I'm fucking thirty nine. What's don't mean not, anything, does it? Once it doesn't mean once anything. Like, once you're in, in thirty plus, that's it. It's game it's, over. Yeah, it's birthday. not Christmas, is it? Where like everyone's in on it. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. your birthday. You get a few messages, <laughs> yeah. and a couple of people might get you a present. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like yeah, if you're ten, I get it. Cause it's fucking. It's all about me. But you know, it's, it's, a, bit, it's, a, it's a bit weird when by how many messages I get on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that to Cole. Like, I I never get any, but I I don't have my birthday on there. I realise um, <laughs> that will, that will it, affect yeah. it. I mean. That'll do I remember, it. <laughs> I remember being at a gig once, and I left my phone recording on one of the tables, and one of the other comedians on the bill, James Beatty. I don't know if you just know James. slagging really? you yeah, off James. before while yeah, you were he's, on. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, no, oh, mate, I've got plenty of stories about that. Oh, but... mate, I've done I've done that by accident. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm on an shit. open mic gig, a weekly open mic gig, and I'll be at the back, you know, just r- basically rating the comedian that's on stage to someone turn around and there's a phone oh, on a tripod. Oh. Just uh, smash it to bits and say, sorry, mate, it's Essex, what you expect? <laughs> Me and Wendy Wason did it once at the Newcastle stand. We were just like, uh, we, were, we there was basically this new act. It was a bit annoying. And uh, had quite a sort of bit of an ego on them, and they were on stage, and like we'd had, we'd had like two nights of them already, and we were just like, "Oh fuck this guy, man!" And they <laughs> they were on stage, they were on stage oh, no. just, and we were just digging out every bit of material the person oh. did. Me and Wendy were just like taking oh, like, taking the piss, <laughs> and then um and then we we both at the, at the, exactly the same time we were both laughing <laughs> at something. And we looked down and like literally on a table a foot and a half from where we were talking was a little recording device. Oh, and we so would, horrible, no. And we then did this whole thing for the next five minutes of like pretending like then we got we made it so ridiculous that we were like acting like we knew it was there the whole time and we were doing it on purpose. <laughs> they must have thought at the beginning if you were saying like they must have thought, oh, like when you're slagging off at the beginning, it probably sounded quite genuine. Oh, it was, it, yeah, because it was a hundred. Especially if genuine. you're, <laughs> especially if you're no, picking apart his actual material. <laughs> so it must have gone from that, like sounding really. Oh, they're if if they're lying, like they're being a bit harsh with the yeah, material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then to really general yeah like, like this, yeah, and it's also yeah. ended up probably, it's probably like seven or eight minutes of recording it's like they really committed to this joke man <laughs> like... my mate my mate filmed me at a gig once and he did it as a joke the whole way through oh, my that's set funny. um maybe yeah, they were serious in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The tone changed about a minute in, actually. I heard him go, oh, shit, is he recording? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Um, you kids, what, you, obviously, you run gigs as well. Uh, yeah. What you must see some absolute doo doo in it come through the door. <laughs> not to get, yeah, like, because yeah. you, you see, like, I always think that's where we met, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, it's doo doo. <laughs> But yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, but like, in headlines, yeah. your doo doo comedy night once a month. <laughs> That's what it's um, called, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it's that thing of I think that would be that would be well because it's hard enough, I think, as a comedian when you're established and you've been going a while, you know, you'll be on a gig with like, you know, open spots and it's, it's great seeing a good open spot. But when you see a, like when there's a bad one, you just don't know where to turn, you don't know what to say yeah, to it's them. Awful. But you're a promoter, so they're gonna actually sort of almost contractually have to talk to you afterwards. They're gonna come up and ask yeah. for advice and so what's it like? There's, Suck your dick. For the most part, it is. Uh, <laughs> oh. For the most part, it is. Um, it's, it's, yeah, the worst. The, the thing I hate the most about it is the um, the, 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 the deluded ones. The, the ones oh, that yeah. just they've just got del- that like they think or they've just got an idea that they're really good. I think this is where the open mic circuit um, is fucked. It's because it's just this constant spiral of blowing smoke up each other's arse totally. oh, and God. the ability to be at a gig sort of every night of the week for 10 years even if you're shit that sort Definitely. of wa- it, that waters it down and i think yeah. like running day to day man let's that, leave it <laughs> <laughs> usually the people that are like brand 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 new and doing their first couple of gigs they, they are you know usually okay you know they, yeah, they understand yeah, yeah. that they're shit and they genuinely want advice, and, and you don't mind giving it to them. But it's, it's the not, ones. That's the spirit, mate. It's the ones. <laughs> right. But it's the ones. I know what you mean, um, though. It's. Do you know, know that I, I mean, think there's yeah. no more arrogant than somebody who's been going about five years and hasn't got anywhere, but still thinks they're well good. Like it's like. Yeah, you're, yeah. You've been they going, have you've to been overcompensate, don't totally. they? Because they know their shit. They have to have something they're good at. They'll have and so giving many... other comics advice. Advice. They think they're good at. Also, yeah. you've got to have so many. You've got to have told yourself so many excuses. Like if you've been going, especially if you've been going a decade. Do you know? Partly, it's. Do you know who I blame for this? Is Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard famously said it takes ten years to find your voice in comedy. Yeah. And yeah, I think okay. a lot of comedians yeah, yeah, yeah. assume that means you don't get good until you've been doing it for a decade. They don't realise that, no, you spend that decade getting good constantly, yeah, you get yeah, constantly yeah. improving, and maybe after a decade you've really hit your stride. That's all it means. Yeah, There's yeah. not some yeah, like, yeah. you do your 10 years, and then suddenly you just one day have this epiphany. Like, it, And I think a lot of the sort of, you know, a lot of people that start comedy and aren't really cut out for it and aren't very good, sadly, I think they hold on to that idea that if they do it long enough, they'll find their voice. And it's like, a large majority of people don't find their voice and just drift away from comedy, do they? So I think a big portion of it as well is that a lot of I'm speaking quite generally here, but a lot of people that that do comedy are 
you know, socially inept, some of them, you know, and then like it's, it's like a big sort of. All right, mate. Julian's like, right here, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, what I mean is, is that it's finishing a, is, a wank. There is a. <laughs> Sorry. There is a good. Give me a cut of set. <laughs> There's a great support network there, and it sort of feels like uh, a, a, more of a social community sort yeah, of vibe yeah, yeah. That, get, that kind of gets them through life, right? Which what? is fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you know what, the best bit of advice I think you could give newer acts, but it sounds bad. Quit. <laughs> is um, is beca- only like really like don't be friends with everyone. Like be nice to everyone, but like you know, basically, I, I think try and make a little friend group with comedians that you think are on your ability level when you're new, because ultimately they're going to be the ones that are moving around the same time, so you'll have more experience together. You know, yeah. like, it's that hard thing of. I'm, you know, if you're just suddenly, if you like, if you just like, if you give up on all your old real friends in the real world and just become friends of every comedian, you're going to end up being with like friends of people that aren't going to, you know, in two years are just going to be bitter and miserable. And you're going to be like, if you're decent, you're suddenly going to be doing better gigs and going to resent you. I yeah. was in the early years, you've got to be quite protective of who you're hanging out with. Yeah, I think like anything in life, you know, it's you, just, I yeah, I think it's it's a competition at the end of the day. It's the fucking Hunger Games out there, mate. Yeah, you know so if I mean? you're mate, like so if you, a... yeah, so if you actually end up big, like almost sort of, you know, you navigate, I think you sort of gravitate, sorry, but towards people that, you know, are similar minded. I, I, was, I was lucky when I started that, yeah, there was a handful of people that we all sort of gravitated towards each other who were good and clearly we were all like sort of doing well in the competitions and it was like all right we're going to be all right being mates because no one's suddenly going to be we're not going to hate each other because we're doing all right because everyone's doing all right do you know what i mean whereas actually if you if yeah if it was like if we were friends with loads of other loads of other people i think it would have been hard man you would have been getting some resentment (laughs) yeah absolutely i think um, i always kind of like played that it was different for me really because i was a promoter for years before i did stand up and my dad was in the comedy industry as well and ran gigs back in like the 90s yeah um and yeah i so when i started doing it like i'd i'd kind of like had an idea of what i thought the circuit was which was like the pro circuit basically and yeah, i remember yeah, when yeah. i started doing it all the comics that i knew were like oh you wait until you get on that you know all the gigs are shit and you've got to do all these shit gigs because <laughs> i had some contacts my first like three gigs were actually really nice my first gig was out, outside the box for math yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then i did one at thames ditton just down the road for this class comedy and and then my oh, third yeah. one was at the joker club in south end which is like an yeah, institution yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my fourth one was in this pub in Braintree where there was like 16 acts on, one person and a dog in the audience, literally. I'm not just oh making out. And, um, and I walked in, I was like, oh, so this is what they're talking about. That's, it's, <laughs> and, they're, um, they're the funniest. Like, them, when you look back at those times, them yeah. things where you'd walk in and you're, when you're in an open spot, you see like there'll be three people in the, in the room and you'll be like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just roll our stuff out. You know, it's, so, workshop, it's so yeah. giddy. Whereas now you would just be like, I am out of here, man. Well, I, think that that I can't believe how I, nervous I was even in front of three people before yeah. the gig. It'd be yeah. like it's yeah. Wembley. I'd be pacing think, around dry mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do think there's three something people. to be said for, you know, it is, it's important to say your stuff out loud as often as possible under pressure, yeah. regardless of how many people, you know, when you're very, very new. Yeah. But I think, you know, the difference because i was com- i knew how to run a proper comedy night i could set up an open mic night that would be a decent you know i'd understand what it needed to be a decent and successful comedy night you know not 
the simple things like being in a different room to where the main bar is and all that stuff yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, when you're yeah. a brand new act and you don't really understand just, <laughs> oh yeah let's just let's just stick a mic here and we'll just oh, have man. it in the, in the I did some Thursday. absolute yeah, yeah. horror shows man I remember doing a Murph Control gig it was in it was in Essex somewhere in a pub on the like it was on the seafront and we were, there was two bars there was one sidebar which looked lovely for a gig but they put it in the other one which looked like a little tiny little nightclub <laughs> Everyone was just sitting around the edge of a little dance floor, and the mic was uh, the mic lead went behind the bar, and the lead wasn't long enough, so you had to stand in the bit where the bar goes up like that to walk out from behind the bar. You just had to stand in that with a with a thing, and do and it was we did two shows in a night, and I was just like, it was fucking cack, man. It was, oh, mate. And I, 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 again, did, you, I did a gig yeah. once in East Grinstead. I drove down there, and um, Josh Widdicombe was on, and Phil Kay. And Phil Kay had died the week before. Even the owner of the pub was booing him off. Uh, <laughs> he was he, he was back again. That's like, quality. He, he was just stoned, and he was like, "Ah, it's cool." And then um, that's what I love about Phil. Phil don't care, man. He's no, he genuinely does not give a shit. And the guy who ran it, the guy who ran it, said, "Oh, here's the it's one of them wireless mics. What we're going to do for this gig? You do it table to table oh, like a oh fucking like a fucking magician." <laughs> <laughs> like a waiter and I, was, <laughs> and I was just like oh we can't like we just couldn't do that so we no. just got a we got a place and just stood in a restaurant oh, unbelievable like we're gonna it go was... around table to table doing jokes <laughs> what the same set or like, a joker table there was oh, this was gig brutal. in um in Grays uh a while back um it was, I was probably about two years in I just started getting sort of paid middle work and stuff like that and um I got that this was a paid gig at this pub called the Traitor's Gate, right? And it was a, like, first of all, caveat, the people there were nice people that run it and everything else, and they really wanted this to work, right, just in case they they, uh, they see this. But it was like, it was it was a pub, like, in Greys on, like, a sort of semi-high street opposite a sex shop that was called Fifty Shades of Greys, which is fucking amazing. Um, but you'd walk in, it was like a Thursday night, and there was just, you know, the live bar, a load of Thursday night pissheads in there, basically, and a microphone in the middle. No seats for people to sit on other than the ones that are built in. And then there was a paid MC, which was me. Uh, they had, there was a, a like a paid headliner for like 50 quid or something. And then... Um, and then just all open spots, Fuck anyone who applied for it. And it was, like, you know, because I've, 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 I was quite a competent MC even then. I could, like, you know, get by. And then, but the acts, seeing these acts sitting like, on the table, like the like opening scene World War One, man. Riot, Each one you know just I mean? going over the top, getting gunned <laughs> down. Just and just jumping out send the another wave in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, like sitting there in the, in the U boat, just like kissing the cross and oh, no. over the side before they go on. Oh, man. Um, yeah, there was. Um, Cut the max, I got threatened on stage and all sorts of that gig. It was oh, fucking fuck. amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, but let's not let's not reminisce about shit gigs. <laughs> <laughs> that's how far that's how far we've fallen now with lockdowns and that. We're all like talking about shit I'd gigs. I'd love to do like, that gig oh, tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh mate, imagine I'm, doing a shit gig now. It'd be great. Stories, not standards, mate. The stories I've got from shit gigs are. <laughs> it's, it's that thing. It is fun. You know, you reminisce sometimes about how shit they are because it's like, it is quite fun to remember just the things you go through to try and do stand up. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, but now obviously with nothing. Um, what's your thoughts on when are we going to, when do you reckon things are going to be open again? Have you got any ideas? I mean, I, no, is the, is the solid answer. I think like, I'd like to think that now the vaccine's starting to be rolled out, that by sort of, you know, late spring, early summer, we can see some oh, sort of normality. But 
Okay, so it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be any time soon. You know, they kicked like, I mean, You know, when they first said Easter, I, I, mean, I remember thinking, "Fuck, that's ages away. It will do. Wait, well, we'll be all right before." And they were debating yeah. whether the Edinburgh, the Edinburgh festival, didn't get cancelled till quite late. Edinburgh, Very late, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think now I, so, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think. You know, yeah, I've you know. literally stopped even thinking about when it's going to lift. You know, when I, in between the lockdowns before, I was, I sort of had gigs like venues ready and then we, we smashed it out very early on. And, you know, what I will say is that there's going to, I do feel there's going to be like a massive boom for yeah. comedy and the arts. This summer's going to be thing. great, I think. Well, I think there's like, just people that are just going to be so happy to be able to do stuff. Yeah, come yeah. the autumn, like during the, in, after the first lockdown, <sighs> I had um, an outdoor gig um, at this little cafe sort of in Leon C, um, and it held like 35, 40. So it's very, very small in the garden, but that was with social distancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, if I can get one a fortnight, well, you know, until things go back to normal, I'd be happy. And we ended up doing two a week. It's the easiest I've ever found to sell tickets yeah, for yeah, anything yeah, ever. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's the summer and it felt a little bit, you know, everyone had been cooped up for so long. But I do think I was actually listening to your, the Bob Mills episode of this. And I totally agree with what, what you were saying about the uh, how it's, it was. There will be a, a boom of people going out and at the same time it will shake the comedy circuit up and sort of level the playing field a little bit. The people at the yeah, bottom yeah, yeah. that have been going around a lot sort of scraping by. We'll just be... get other jobs, do you know what Well, I mean? yeah, they would have got jobs and it's harder to justify <laughs> going back and... <laughs> yeah, well, the gigs are going yeah. to be, you know, I think the gigs are going to have their pick of comedians for a while. Mm. So yeah, yeah. there's going to be the the lower end, I think, are going to are going to struggle. And also, it's not about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I think you know. Hopefully, there's still space for. I'll drive new you. Apps. I'll just drive you to gigs, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll film you and I can tell you your shit on the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna. I'm you know, it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, there is a bit of a. But let's go and watch stuff and do stuff and because between lockdowns, by the, the gigs were great, weren't they? They were, like, they were, they were wicked. Right, they were. But yeah. what I did notice, all was, of um, them, I loved. By the end, yeah. but they were sort of back to normal by November when, like, end of November when it started getting again. cold. Yeah, well, yeah, it started yeah, getting yeah. cold, but also the, the, the audiences went back to normal British, slightly discerning. You've got to impress them and win them over. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Because up until that point, it was like it's gigs in like fucking September were like the easiest stuff I, I remember gigging. You could you could say anything and they were laughing because they were so excited to be out. But yeah, yeah once yeah. They, yeah once it got back to some normality in London, that is, some cities didn't have that luxury. But you know, fucking, I was doing gigs and I was like, oh, that just felt like a normal gig there. They, some of them was sitting there. You could see a few faces going, oh, fucking, I've just come out of my mates. Don't know if I want to be here. And you're like, <laughs> oh, you didn't have that two months ago, mate. I think it's a lot more like that in London anyway. That the gigs sort of outside of London, like around Kent and Ipswich and Norwich and all that sort of, and Essex, you know, they tend to be a little bit more grateful. The audiences, generally well, yeah, speaking, yeah, I mean. think, uh, yeah, yeah, London's the only like, city yeah. where there's you'll get people in comedy who didn't intend to go to comedy. Like, it's just because it's a big yeah, yeah. city and there's shit. People just go and to shit. They can regret it quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. Plus, they like saw Russell Howard doing five minutes of new stuff in a fucking pizza shop yesterday. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, there is that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah they, like, they'll be like, I was at Top Secret the other night and I saw like Kevin Bridges doing new stuff and all that. So like, yeah, they, there is, I think, that slightly higher sort of expectations, but mm. it's still, you know. 
I saw Julian roof it at heaven or stuff like that, they say, don't they? <laughs> yeah, so they, at, not, not at a gig, just at afterwards when it's a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> roof, roofing it in the toilet, roofing it more like. <laughs> roofing a hundred people in one night. Uh, <laughs> I... I love that. I, I love that gig, Heaven, actually. Because basically, oh, it's lovely. The listeners That's really nice. Covent Garden Comedy Club uh, for long for years has been at Heaven Nightclub, one of the most famous gay clubs in London. But what happens is, Pete, it's, it's called Covent Garden Comedy Club. So sometimes you get, I used to be resident host for like a weekend a month. And, uh, and you get groups of lads who have just booked like tickets to a comedy. We're going to see some comedy and go fucking clubbing in the West End. And they didn't know it was in a cage. <laughs> even though it's you know it's not it's it doesn't open till after the gig. You could see them, you know, they suddenly thought like, "What's fucking hell? What are we doing in a gay bar, lads?" It's like watching you know, yeah, yeah. comedy guys. It'll be fine. You know, uh, that I mean? gig. I'd you have to get bummed to stay. <laughs> yeah. You don't have, you have to, to get bummed <laughs> to get a spot. <laughs> um, I think one of the most impressive things of that gig is how quickly they turn that from comedy club to fully functioning gay bar. Oh, it's it's always turn around. Literally, you come on stage. Yeah. Having done a normal gig on like a December Christmassy gig that was just quite leery, you know, and you're like, fuck, that's nice. And you literally go and get your coat, you turn around, and it's like you're in Studio 54. Yeah, to <laughs> <laughs> all topless people next to you. Is just in in Daisy Dukes all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, it's, it's quick, man. I've, yeah, I've, just a bukkake going on in the green room. <laughs> just come to get your bag. It's a great gig. But while there, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, always. When in Rome. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's funny, but I do find that funny. Sort of, you know, it's sometimes a generational thing. I remember, like, yeah, I've done that gig where I've seen like a group of like twenty two, twenty three year old lads, maybe from like you know, sort of your Kent or something, into yeah, London yeah. for the night, mate. And suddenly they just genuinely, once they, once they realise they're in a gay bar, they they so, they go so sheepish and like you know they're out of their depth, and it's like what? But they don't. Checking on Facebook, do they? Yeah, no, exactly. But it's like, what do you think's yeah, gonna yeah. happen, mate? It's just literally, you're just in a nice bar, so you probably just end up having a good night surrounded by nice geezers. <laughs> but um, that's another one is Kubar. There's a 99 gig at Kubar in Soho. That that sometimes happens. Like, oh, I used to do that when it was the Fortnight Club every other Monday. It's yeah, a great yeah. little room, isn't it? Lovely little room. But again, another one where sometimes you'll just get some proper <laughs> rough couple, man, from like Bedford. And they're just there, sort of for their, their <laughs> night in London. And, then, <laughs> and the really nice gay bar staff are, oh, the quite, staff. are quite gay, aren't they? And oh, well, like... I mean, the staff are always so, like, they're always so attractive and well-built. Yeah, and they yeah. always just wear vests Thank behind you. the bar. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and they're just like, you know. You Surprise, just, I haven't um... been headhunted, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> your biceps must be massive lifting that huge jug of water up to your face. <laughs> I know. Three yeah, times the size so of your big, head. It's so big, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's it a two litre, isn't it? Regular size bottle. 2.2, yeah. 2.2 litre. Do you do the whole thing in a day? Um, that's what I got it for. That's what, yeah, I haven't been on point lately because I've been teaching, I've been homeschooling every day. Oh, so I'm studying at the night. I haven't Have even got, got a kids? GCSE. I've got eight kids. Yeah, yeah. Five um, how old? Seven. Five. Oh, five. So I don't know why. I had oh, that's all right. Now. That 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 works. That's not that really homeschooling, nice. is it? That's just having a no. your kid around the house. We've got like a full day's worth of fucking work really? on there. It's, it's still like, it's, it's, not, it's still it's, it's still effort and stuff. But when you've got that, two are in GCSEs yeah, yeah, and yeah. you've not got one, I 
basically I'm spending one till one in the morning <laughs> learning GCS and I'm I'm really uh, I'm loving it to be honest yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was so daunting I was like oh shit and I really How old are had your to kids? Um, Bo is 15, Verity's 14, um, right, and yeah, Verity's in the top work, set in maths. It's the only time I thought, why is she in the top set? Yeah. Why can't she be a dumbo, man? But she's picking it up. So I'm I'm studying it the night before and then teaching her it the next day from, I'm talking scratch. Like, I mean, it's pretty fun that you're revising yeah. at night. For, yeah, yeah. Basically, you're basically doing yeah. the GCSEs in Yeah, theory, exactly. Like, I'm do- last night to 1am, I woke up at 7, I'm straight on it again, like looking <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm, send- I'm sending my work to a maths teacher and he's sort of um, giving me feedback. No it's way. Wicked. Yeah, and then, and then I'm taking it down to her with in my pads and on my maths and taking it down and I'm going, but where I'm teaching it, that, that's the best way to learn it as well. So it's yeah, really yeah. going in. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I get honestly, an honorary GCSE. Well, I am I think I could fucking, after this, there's a lot to learn yet. I'm just doing like algebraic equations and stuff. But after that, like geometry and the other shit, I'm going to fucking <laughs> nail my GCSE. <laughs> oh, I, it's more of a, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of pressure in it i mean there's more pressure for you there but i find oh. like just the frustration for me like as you're at her age she's learning how to like blend words together and she's like she's super bright but it's like something that's so simple to you having you know 33 years of speaking words is like so for example you'll be like okay so look this is the word duck how do you spell duck so do, sound out the letters and it'll be da ah and it's like right so what's the word and it'll be like Car, it's yeah, like yeah. no. You're like you stupid, fucking what? Stupid you just, piece of shit. You fucking gent. <laughs> fuck. Do it again. It's like oh, the first time's cute. The second yeah, time's yeah. like oh okay yeah. But after the nineteenth time, it's like it's a funny. I read um I read a book last week called the Gentle Sleep Book. It's a, it's quite a well known book about about children sleeping. And uh, like it's for parents. It's not a creep. <laughs> How not to wake them? <laughs> How to watch them quietly? Um, no, it's yeah, it's, it's for parents. That's again what you want. And it's I I loved it because it's all about uh, it's basically it's about the concept that parents obsess about getting their kids to sleep uh, earlier, get up later. You know, this whole idea of sleep training and all this with babies. And we've got this culture where we are really quick to expect children to get on our terms. Whereas actually, that's not the problem. Kids sleeping isn't the problem. They're just growing. They're going to they're yeah, yeah. sleep how they sleep. You know what I mean? The problem is our expectations of them. You know what I mean? So actually, yeah, yeah. it's a sort of, it's, it actually ends up being quite a spiritual concept that you've got to change you, yourself, not expect them to change. And I think that happens with, everything this other i'm reading this book at the minute called uh um i started it yesterday what's it fucking called it's really good it's called, uh, it's, um but it's about again it's about that concept of like uh simplicity with kids rather than us constantly wanting them to be better and expect them to it's about us changing our views and have more respect for the fact they're kids and just let them be definitely and I think, from there, that's one thing that i think has been really positive about this whole situation is just having definitely this time at her age is what most cultures don't even send them to school till they're seven it just seems very young to be putting them into the system and mm sort of you know on the production line of of being what you know society tells you a human should be i just Definitely. think that 
at her age you know we're doing the schoolwork with her and that but we're not like doing everything we're doing a little bit in the morning and yeah she, yeah, she likes yeah. she well, she's fucking streaming games on youtube mate <laughs> i'm sitting there moderating her comments for yeah, her yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's five yeah, years yeah, yeah. old you know but that's what that's what she's passionate about i'd rather she had like an hour a day doing that and you know a little bit of crafts and a little bit of painting a little yeah, bit of yeah variety rather than just you know sit down and do these sums and now do these spellings and now read this comprehension yeah, yeah, test yeah. it's um you know they are kids they just need to be kids sometimes you know definitely i think that's get, so, yeah get I, her I to bought... wash your car or something as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, get some stuff done <laughs> get her on the production line making shoes start selling <laughs> making some nikes <laughs> she's picking the dog shit up in the garden as we speak would you run out of bags or something <laughs> I had to get her to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm, well, I'm well into all that sort of fucking. Even like I know people that my brother, like my brother, you know, he's got three kids, and yeah, he's they they're all like the the two boys are a bit older, and then the, the girl girls like sort of much younger. It's quite stressful, man. They're all running around, and the boy, like you know, it's they're great. They're all great fun, but you know, sometimes you you sit there and it's like there's so much going on that I thought my brother would hate lockdown you know that but even he said yeah. he goes actually just being forced to just all be together for that length of time yeah. he goes he's really appreciated it it's like, it's it like make you or nice. break you as a family it it? yeah it shows you doesn't it when you ha absolutely have no choice you have to accept it and embrace it and you can find the good things about it but I... then surely that says more about the fact that our life before lockdown was like you know the reason we thought everything was stressful uh, and like you know home life was stressful with all your kids and all that stuff yeah was because that's what you're just expect you're just told that but the moment it's taken yeah, away yeah. and you're actually forced to just all be at home together you're like oh no this is nice this is better isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. you know this is nice obviously take i out mean I, I do live on my own to be fair so i have got true. that like i can <laughs> i can get away um <laughs> and it's like oh god but yeah i do I, yeah I, I don't know how, how you do it with more than one kid but like the idea of having I mean, well, I've yeah. also I'm got their needs. As, as I've only got a baby, but like, yeah, I, I already like people start saying, "You're gonna have another one," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, seven no, months, and I'm like, at the minute, absolutely not. Like, I, Half I love a kid her. Would probably do me. She's, yeah, but she's quality, and but also, I just want to, I want to dedicate my time to her. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want her to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. fucking eighteen months, and suddenly I've got a new one. I'm like, right, fuck off, you. I'm looking after this little yeah. baby. <laughs> I mean, the good also, thing about that, though, they can they can kind of keep each other occupied. I, yeah, totally. I mean, I know there's benefits, you know. And I suppose I, I reckon my view would be different if me and my brother were really tight and like spent like yeah, but my, we're age quite different and like we're not, you know, me and my brother get on, but we're not mates. You know what I mean? Mm. Julian, is Julian frozen or is he just? got really high all of a sudden this is just... <laughs> no he really doesn't like a banksy does he he does look what's that happened? that's better that's oh, better what happened there i don't know like, you two you froze you frozen the funniest like your face went like that for like a minute <laughs> oh god i hate that so much that's all, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blow that up and use that as the new logo <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I think me and my brother, like sort of, we were just, we were just too different. We were never really matey growing up, so I've probably got a different view on siblings as people that are well tight with well, theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get on really well with my sister now. That there's like when we were kids, well, there's five years difference between us. I'm the eldest, and we just hated each other, mate. We just fought like cat and dog. And I think like I don't think there's obviously a window, isn't there, where you know you they occupy each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's just, uh, I think, yeah, like I agree with what you're saying about having to, about being able to just devote all the love you've got to one child. I think that's important. Yeah. And at the same time, a bit of your own life as well, you know, like the idea of when Lexi was like three and people were saying to us, oh, now's the time to have another one. It was like the idea of like, going for all the, that again the now. To fuck yourself, mate. I'm <laughs> sorry. That, now's the time now's for the time you to, to babysit the... Lexi and for us to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I can't even imagine how hard it would be, like, because it is, we, we, we're, we're pretty chilled and like, but even then, having a seven month, we still haven't slept for seven months, you know what I mean? We're still yeah. like, there's like, but it's, yeah, I just think it too would kill me, I think. Yeah, Holly, my other half as well, she breastfed Lexi till she was two and a half. And yeah, uh, like yeah. she would she would wanna she wouldn't want to give another her another baby that we had any less than that. So and it's yeah. such a big thing for her body to go through. Like oh, a, a huge sacrifice. It's I know yeah, I know it's three blokes here talking about this, but my yeah, my yeah. wife is she's still yeah, she's fully breastfed the baby is and like, you know, seven months of it's, I mean, it's well impressive to watch. Like, yeah, yeah, I, it really. You know, is. The thought of me having to <laughs> just do something every yeah. couple of hours for seven That's, months. I just, well, yeah, and you know, she had like the you get, you get infections and that she had to go through. I will. I mean, we've been lucky. We've had it's bit. Hannah's had it pretty stress free. Like she's none yeah. of that stuff. But it's still just the time constraints and the. Oh well, yeah, and they've got to do all the night feeds and all yeah. the well, all the feeds. You well, know, that, I mean, that is yeah, the yeah. as a bloke, I've never been so happy <laughs> when Hannah was like, "I want to exclusively breastfeed." It's like, yeah, that's I know, I, like, I've got my NCT friends who, you know, that from very early on, if they were bottle fed, would be up doing night feeds and and like and I was just there, yeah, just yeah. fucking, just sleeping while Hannah's <laughs> breastfeeding. So you just wake up when the baby cries. You're like, oh, I wish there was more I could do. Something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and there was mo- early doors. I used to have moments of guilt. When I was like, yeah. I, I genuinely do wish I could do more. But as it goes on, you're just like, well, I've got used I, to the fact there's nothing I, I can't can do. So I'm going, I'm yeah. going drinking. <laughs> so I'm she... Copping some more Z's, mate. Do you know how brasses are open in lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> she, um, uh, yeah, the only thing I think I, I missed, I, I missed sort of ever feeding, having that sort of connection with it. Do you know what I mean? Did she, did she express that she had well, yeah, so we've just it? recently, Hannah bought this. It's fucking, everything's well expensive so funny, babies, it? man. Like, she bought this pump that's 200 quid, right? <laughs> but it's very discreet and you just put it in and like that. Yeah. And so while you're feeding on the other one, you ever this stuck your just... dick in it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put it on my batty hole the other day, actually. Um... Feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> just pull the shit out. <laughs> I, um... uh, it's, it's disgusting, isn't it? Um... <laughs> no, but uh, it, it just, yeah, so like it, it's really, like the reason it's expensive, it's very small, but it's very effective. So she's put it on one, feed with the other, and it just fills up and basically i've had so i've done a couple like we're, we're only using it as you know the odd now and again to see yeah yeah you know if it works but like it's it is weird it is, does feel quite nice i've done a couple of daytime feeds where i've just sat there with her and it's you do feel yeah. a connection Le- lexi just wouldn't take the bottle she just wouldn't have it anything other than a nipple in her mouth and that, yeah, yeah. she just wouldn't you know so, sounds like somebody i know <laughs> but um but yeah so I, I never had that side of it but i suppose it's a small price to play for not having to get up at three in the morning yeah, and feed yeah. a kid definitely um, and they're getting I, the best nu- nutrition from breast oh, milk obviously yeah 100 yeah it's the best thing they can have you know yeah um, it's a hard one that in it because you feel 
like when you sort of you don't want to say it too much because like you know it sounds like you're digging out people that aren't yeah. doing it you know what i mean which people is not bottle the case feeding, at all you're like oh because... that's great you're bottle feeding so you're trying to kill your child yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously you're not no, you saying don't, that it's, you don't love them okay no that's fine yeah, yeah. but that's what it sounds like essentially but it is even though you're just saying yeah, and, no, i get that it's hard and like you know and there's also there is also very good like milk replacements I mean, aren't yeah, they? It's, they're fine isn't yeah. it look how many people I reckon I was I was bottle fed and my brother was breastfed I was bottle so was fed I, yeah, which I is rude man well, yeah. my mum just breastfed him and then went fuck this one <laughs> but um <laughs> so I, I just yeah so I know yeah I'm I'm alright I haven't got any major, any major health problems or anything so I feel I like I tell you what, I saw that absolutely blew my mind. It was this thing about breastfeeding where they showed um, the, 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 the yeah, I mean that was <laughs> that's the best what part was amazing. <laughs> they were just that's an absolute incredible. cracking set of udders. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the it, it showed a baby that was ill. Basically, when like if a baby's got like a, a, a cold or something like that, or just yeah, an yeah. infection or whatever, the milk will change. Oh yeah, the antibodies will change. It's like, mad. Okay, now. It's, it's, it's that once you learn all that shit, man. You like, I think I'm not a religious person. Yeah, I'm quite yeah. spiritual. I'm into sort of Buddhism. But you think that's God's work? <laughs> but <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like nothing will make me. Nothing's turned me more into a hippie, believing that everything's just so you know all part of something and all you know all that than watching uh, Hannah like grow a, a baby. Yeah, it come out, and now after you know, Feed just watching it, yeah. a baby grow from a fucking little div to, <laughs> to at seven months being communicative and like you know actually starting to develop personality, and you're really getting to know him. Like just watching it happen makes you think this is so crazy. It's so mental. Has it changed your view on abortions and stuff? Um, <laughs> I don't. That's a that's a good just question. I'll throw, throw that one out there towards. Yeah, the end. I now I have recently started um, picketing abortion clinics. So <laughs> <laughs> to have more abortions. <laughs> no, I I don't know. It's yeah. that thing. I still. It's a weird one, abortion, because I totally agree that it is up to the woman to have an abortion. It's and yeah. if it's their body, right? It, but, it, it, but it also, is. It's such a grey area. It's so it's it, the grey area, area. I think is it is like. I still think I, I I don't think I think you can believe that it's these two things that it is a baby inside, but yeah. also the woman has the right to do. Like, I think that's yeah. You can actually have walk that line. I think I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think science says it is a baby, doesn't it? Like yeah, up to is. a point. I mean, after a point, it is obviously a fetus and all that. But like, I think that like, I think people are too definite about you know they're and also the fact is i think so many people that are anti-abortion are so hypocritical you know they'll I be know, like yeah the sort of extreme sort of they're really pro Christians. um like capital punishment yeah, as well exactly they can fuck themselves yeah. man you know what i mean i do think it's, it I, seem to be I, I mean i hate right abortion as well Huh? Yeah, I I think it's I think it's a really like I, I don't know abortion. it's a sad thing that's what, it's that's such what it is. a it's sad like we are we i had one with someone once and i didn't think and it's fucking affected me so much since then. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's a good idea at all unless it's mine. Then I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I thought this would never end in a genuine moment. <laughs> no, but I, it, it did affect me a lot. It does. It's, you yeah, know what I mean, like it's like you know. Yeah, I think I, 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 I think that's natural. That's what it should do because it is. There's that, a so there was a, a song at the thing. time on um on an advert. It was that song, um, hold me close, don't let yeah, me Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I can't even listen to it. It's like, <laughs> oh I God. get, it's hey, so bleak. I can't when it's you so sing hard. it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that song, like that song was on adverts all the time oh, when man. we were going through it. And I was like, I could fucking, uh, I don't know. Oh, I heard a song the other day. I totally, I, I totally understand people who are anti-abortion. I do. I yeah, understand I, I, the, uh, the the ethics and just the sadness to, from it, but I yeah, think yeah. I, th- I just think they've, it's too black and white the way they discuss it. And yeah, actually, there's incest, there's rape cases, there's, you there's know, grey there's, area. There's a on big grey area. It, yeah, it's well, massive. not only that, but if you're not ready for if you're not ready for a baby, yeah, yeah. and then you feel forced to have a baby, and then you, you, know, <laughs> you need to kill that motherfucker. That, and then, and then you I think a, I think abortion is is shouldn't be under any circumstance unless you don't want to have a kid. In which uh, case, fuck it, fuck it, man. Fuck it, hell, brother. He's a coat hanger. <laughs> but that thing about songs, um, I so I've got I've 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 got Spotify, right? And I've had Spot. I've been using Spotify for about five years. Before that, I used to use Apple Music, right? And I had loads of playlists and songs on Apple Music, and I genuinely have not listened to them in like f- maybe four years. There was a period of transfer where I was using both. Now I just use Spotify. Um, Reece, the other day I accidentally hit on my phone Apple Music and it came up with like all my old music that's now offline but I've still it's still on there you can stream it and I just I got in the shower and put it on shuffle and I can't remember what song it was I'll find it and say next time but it was like a song that I, I basically I had a playlist that must have been when me and my ex-wife broke up and I was going through some shit and like there was so many songs there that I've just probably <laughs> I couldn't listen to now because they'd give me like fucking PTSD yeah. but there was a song came on I was in the shower and it honestly I felt it go through me man like it was like a proper memory of how fucked yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like seven yeah. eight years ago whatever oh, I had yeah. that with that do you remember that Shola Rama song when somebody yeah 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 my yeah. girlfriend, I was splitting up with her and she got with someone else. Like she left me for them. And that song was big. In, and I bought I, I bought the song for her because I knew <laughs> she liked it. And then, oh, and, I, and that song, I kept hearing it. And I was thinking about their love. Like they're just oh, falling in love. God. And oh, it was no. like, when somebody <laughs> reaches for your heart, oh, fuck me. That's bad, open up it? and let them. And she was just letting them in. And I was oh, like, man. oh. I'm trying so to find what song this their, 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 their joy became my pain, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've got oh. the same thing. I get PTSD whenever I hear Chicago, If You Leave Me. Oh, God, it's a great song. Absolutely. It's a great song. It's an incredible song. Uh, but when I was like, 16, 17, I split up with my first like love, my first true love, and yeah, it yeah. ripped my fucking heart out. And oh. she stamped on it, and I let her know. She went, you better go. And I took my stuff in a bag, and oh. I left her house. And I got in the taxi and Chicago, if you leave me now, oh, was playing the thing. And I was oh, no. The Fuck off, like law of attraction. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly, right? And I was like, sorry, Charles, you can turn this over, please, mate. Oh, it's brutal. Is there any I chance mean... you could hold me, please, driver? <laughs> <laughs> can you just drive us off a bridge? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I remember once I was I was well in love with somebody when I was in my teens. And we were so close and like everything was geared up for us to get together. And I remember I finally like built up the courage just to declare my undying love, and she just Ooh. knocked me back, right? Oh, and um, and I remember going home. And I uh, never make those moves ever. I'd never I, make those. Moves. I, uh, 
<laughs> you got to shoot, as I say, shoot for I the, keep it shoot for the moons. If you miss, you're still amongst the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're still uh, at your own. I didn't. I your shot for the moon, missed, that night. and I came down and landed in some dog shit, mate. <laughs> I, uh, Someone's wheelie bin. Thud. <laughs> but I, uh, I went home and I, I remember just having like this compilation CD of the nineties or something. And I remember listening to uh, "Nothing Compares to You." Nineteen-year-old woman singing. But oh, "Nothing Compares right, to You" right. by um, Sinead uh, O'Connor. That's and a beautiful tune. It fucking tune. got me, man. And so again, to this day, I don't listen. I can't really listen to that song without it giving me a little flashback That's to just it. lying on my but bedroom floor. But he's a fool. Song that. Just like, crying. Was, she did that. She Look, recently, the like, in, in the last, <laughs> tune, um, in the last year or so, she she was on some program on like RTE, the Irish network. Yeah, yeah. Singing that song. Oh, and yeah. I saw it. And I saw the clip, and it was like I had a. You know what I mean? I started welling up. Because she's, like, she's, she's been through talented. so much shit as well. Oh, she's, she's been through loads. Like, she is nuts. She's, she's a bit nuts, but she's mad. She yeah, saw like the Pope, Pope picture of the Pope, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She also sang Conor McGregor's walkout. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, that song does me in, man. It reminds me of just that teenage heartache. Um Right, we've got to wrap this up. Um, I've got, I've got to shoot off. That's two. Like last yesterday's, we we did an episode, recorded an episode yesterday. I'd, I'd literally just wrap it up so abruptly because uh, my cardo order showed up. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> wanky reason ever. Today I've actually got to have a Zoom uh, with some friends, birthday Zoom with oh, some nice. friends in eight minutes. Oh nice! So, Today uh, as well. Enjoy. Uh, but it's been really fun, man. Thanks for yeah. coming on. It's been a good catching up. Coming. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Um, Thanks for coming, mate. We talked about, imagine, we talked about some shit, man. We talked about, like, how do we end up in abortion? That was a big yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... Uh, you almost need one of them disclaimers at the end. If you've been affected by any of these problems, contact... Don't contact <laughs> us. We are not the right people to help you through that. <laughs> so this uh, isn't the only thing to start in Canvey Island and end in abortion. Well, yeah, we I might, know, we might stick a disclaimer for the abortion, what do you reckon? In, we'll do it in the intro, innit? A little yeah. trigger warning. Yeah. If you like, or we could say if you like abortion, then listen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's yeah, obviously. I hope I hope we didn't we didn't say anything dodgy about it. We were saying there's a lot oh, of grey area, and yeah. it's hard to actually have a real yeah. sort of solid opinion think, on it. Exactly. Like, it, I, I, yeah, I didn't say anything. I don't, like, I don't I mean, know we, what we made I think. some. We made some. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Dodgy jokes, but that was to sort of soften the uh, soften the blow. Yeah, three white men talking about abortion and shedding their people. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly, that? mate. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to our patrons for signing up. and get, They get extra thanks stuff, patron. extra episodes. Dot com slash we are TV. Where you can find Ross. Where can they find you online? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual places. Ross, uh, yeah, Ross What about your radio show, Ross? Oh, yeah. Is that still? Are you still doing it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I do weekend breakfast, so that just continued all the way through broadcast. What day a, of the week's that on? Saturday and Sunday. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, weekend breakfast on a Monday and Wednesday. <laughs> um, so that's um, on Saturday and Sunday, is it? Yeah. Yeah, but I picked up a fair bit. Like we, me and John Oakes, who I do the show with, picked up quite. He's a comedian as well. We we picked up quite a few sort of cover spots for the weekday breakfast and that during Christmas and stuff. So it's yeah, it's been very fortunate to be honest. You do that from home, do you? Yeah. No, no, we've been going in a lot of a big bulk of the schedule. Um, it's an illegal radio home. station, then, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's COVID <laughs> FM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, most Anti-mask of the... FM. <laughs> QAnon Q radio. Um, yeah, so, no, but we've been going in, like, the weekday breakfast drive time and we- and weekend breakfast have been going in. All the other shows have been from home, so. Oh, nice. oh wicked. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, nice. Tune in, guys. All right, mate. Radio Essex. Radio Essex, everyone. Um, take it easy. Thanks to our listeners. Julian, we'll be back next time with another oh, well. guest. Bye. Cheers. Congratulations to the podcast. I think you're a big fan. 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 I think you're a big fan.